This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1097 of Horse Tip Daily, your almost everyday morsel of helpful hints, useful facts, and practical techniques for horse folks. Brought to you today by Buy Me to Equine. horse people coach Jen here and thanks for tuning in to horse tip daily today's tip is an excerpt from the driving radio show horses in history segment coachman David Saunders is joined by Gloria Austin at the Grand Oaks Carriage Museum in Sarasota Florida together these two icons of the carriage driving world explain what a park drag is and a little bit of the historical lineage that created this massive and elegant horse-drawn vehicle And we'll get right to our tip after this from Buy Me to Equine. We all know the importance of deworming our horses, and Dr. Ellefson of Buy Me to Equine is helping us make sure we are doing it right. Listen for his four-part series the first week of every month on this very show. I just wanted to remind everyone, if you are due for deworming, why not save a few bucks on the popular Buy Me to line of wormers, including Equimax, Bimectin, Exodus, Exodus Multidose, and Equal. You can find coupons and special offers at buymediaequine.com, including a variety of rebate offers from cash to free ivermectin. You can also get up to $2 a dose back for Equimax. And while you're at Buy Me to Equine, get your free horse health record keeper, and you can just download it there. Plus, learn a bunch about parasites and deworming at buymeda, that's B-I-M-E-D-A, equine.com. We at the Horse Radio Network all use Buy Me to Dewormers because we want the best for our horses, and we know you want the best for yours, too. Buymeatequine.com and tell them the Horse Radio Network sent you. Again, we're in Gloria's fabulous collection of carriages in her museum here at uh, the Grand Oaks in sunny Florida. Um, Welcome, Gloria. Tell us, what what are we looking at today? Well, today we're going to look at a coach. And, uh, David, this is why I got into driving four horses in hand. I saw these big coaches being driven to these spectacular horses at the Royal Winter Fair in Toronto, Canada, People like Jack Pemberton and some of the other forerunners to myself. Jack Seabrook, you remember those people. I saw them driving these wonderful coaches, and I had to make the decision to continue with combined driving or to get into coaching. And because of the elegance and the grandeur of coaching and the prestige of coaching around the world, I decided and opted to do coaches. So this is a Shanks uh, male, or a Shanks, excuse me, park drag with male axles on it. And it's a big coach. It weighs probably 3,000 pounds. And you sit atop this very tall structure. It's at least six foot in the air, the seats are. There's a front gammon seat, a back gammon seat, a box seat for the driver, uh, a rear seat for the grooms. Uh, but what I'll try to do now, I think, is go through the characteristics of a coach that would classify it as a park drag. And it's interesting that the people from your country were very great purists. Uh, they actually started the coaching movement for practical purposes when they delivered the Royal Mail with a guard on a coach. Uh, they had mail coaches. Then there were... Uh, uh, park drags because people wanted to emulate 
what the British coachmen were doing in their road coaches. There were road coaches. So there are many different styles of coaches. But let's talk about the park drag, because the park drag was an owner-driven vehicle. So as an owner of horses in carriages, this was the type of carriage that I always wanted to drive, was a park drag. A park drag uh, has a front box seat, uh, much like uh, a road coach would, um, or a mail coach, uh, in that uh, the driver sits on a wedge seat, has a tow board at his feet, and there is a, in this case, a clock on the tow board so that you can keep track of the time. And there's also what we call a tow board lamp that shines out over the horses at night so that you can see the horses, not necessarily that you can see the roadway, because the horses had to see the roadway, but the driver had to be able to see the horses if you were driving at night. Now, with a park drag, the gammon seats, which are those two seats that sit atop the body of this coach, they're about six feet in the air, and they have backs to them that fold down when there's no passengers on board. That's a characteristic of a park drag. A park drag oftentimes sports an imperial, which is a box that sits on top of the body between the front gammon seat and the back gammon seat. Uh, there is also attached to the rear seat, backgammon seat, I guess by backgammon it is rear, okay, uh, a, an umbrella basket or stick basket where the walking sticks of those people who were a little bit feeble would be carried and the umbrellas in case of inclement weather or in case of sunshine. Then if you go back to the rear seat of a park drag, you will see that it's wide enough to seat only two individuals, which would have been the two grooms that would have gotten down when this carriage came to an intersection, and one of the grooms would have gone to the head of the leaders. The other groom would have stepped out on the far side of the road to check traffic, because in this case the driver is sitting some 22 feet back from the intersection, so you have to have a spotter, one of the grooms, out on the roadway to wave you on if there's no traffic or to hold up their hands uh, in a stop position if there is traffic coming. So the other characteristic in this rear seat where the grooms would have positioned themselves once the coach started moving again, there is an iron ladder on hooks underneath the seat. That ladder would have been... Uh, taken off those hooks on the rear seat and put into position to help the passengers in the front and rear gammon seats to mount the carriage. I told you it's six feet up in the air, so they have to act, literally climb on a ladder that's positioned over the either the rear wheels for the back gammon seat or the front wheels for the front gammon seat, and then the passengers literally climb up the ladder to be seated atop the coach. Now, uh, park drag again, uh, if you look at the body of a park drag, it has just a single light, meaning a single pane of glass in the window. Now, you might be able to help me, David, here, because in America, when we show park drags or exhibit them, 
we always have the lights up or the windows up in place. And I believe in your country, they are always down when you show the, the carriage. And the shutters that are made of plain wood, painted the color of the coach, are up in position so that no light gets into the interior. And I do think in your country also when you show during the day, you have the lamps off your coaches, and we in America always have our lamps on the coaches, whether it's day or night, when we present in, at a public show. Yes, absolutely true, Gloria. Yes, it's just a different way of doing things. The stable shutters, as they call them, are, are normally up um, on a park drag. Um, because uh, I guess the, the, the British uh, mentality there is that no one's in the coach, so people shouldn't see inside the coach, and you have your spares and stuff in there, and it stays, you know, keeps sticky fingers away. I guess yes. that's one of the reasons. Mm -hmm. And also the lamps aren't put on because they're worried more about, uh, you only put the lamps on if it's dark, and you're worried about stone chips, a horse kicking up a stone chip and breaking a, uh, a lamp. And also the other biggest problem with lamps on, people tend to hang on to them when they're getting up on the coach and put them off so that's uh, true that's true that's true. and anyone that knows anything about coaches the original lamps constitute 25 percent of the value of the coach absolutely so they're at, mm -hmm. they're really quite valuable mm -hmm. it's uh, remarkable when you go to martin's auction or some of the other auctions like in reading uh, you know a coach will sell for a hundred thousand dollars and as you said the lamps will go for twenty five thousand dollars absolutely so it's it's quite remarkable the price of lamps uh, on these coaches and it's always great if if you can find the lamps or have the lamps that are original to the coach, uh, but not always can you do that because they are often disconnected from the carriages and sold separately, which I think is a sin, but uh, that's the way things happen in the world. Now, again, with the coach, we can go to the undercarriage of, of this coach. In other words, the parts and bits and pieces that are beneath the body. The running gear. The well. running gear. Yeah. Yes, that's a common term in America, too, I think. And you can see that the body is on what we call platform springs, which are four sets of springs springs in a in a configured in a rectangle and they're positioned underneath the body and the body actually sits on those springs those telegraph or platform springs there's a perch or a wooden steel reinforced member that connects the front and rear axles and then in this case this coach is on male axles and we can tell that because if you look at the outside of the hub you'll see four or three uh, bolt ends and it, the way you can tell it's a male axle is they've got to have a similar cap and the nuts of the bolts will be to the inside of the hub. So that's the way you tell a full male axle. I think one of the vehicles we looked at in the museum had a false cap, which had the cap with the three um, bolt heads on it, uh, but it, the bolts did not so, so it was kind of like a, a false... Faux. Yeah, yeah false. I think you like the term faux, don't yes, you? The yes, French yes, term yes. faux. So, so it's really just to give the impression of right. that. Right, yeah. Um, and just uh, from, from my point of view, Shanks is a very, very old English, one of the very early... Uh, 
coach builders. I mean, just jump in if I'm telling it wrong. No, that's um, correct. Shanks, and of course, what Shanks originally made were, were road coaches. So, so basically, this is a modified road coach. It's built very, very heavy. Yes. Um, the, the tow board clock, as you say, um, generally, if you were out park driving, you would be out for pleasure. So you re- really wouldn't need to know the time. But correct. Of course, that's a holdover from the, yes. the mail coach yes. and the road mm-hmm. coach that mm-hmm. had to be on time. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the the the, the light. Um, <laughs> now I have to apologize to my British friends because I think that's one of the reasons why this is my lesser favorite coach to drive is because it is so heavy and it's built in such a massive heavy fashion it doesn't seem elegant enough for a lady to drive. Absolutely. It seems yes. like a gentleman to drive coach. But, it's, but what it does, though, I think, Gloria, um, again, from my point of view, it, it, it adds to the depth of this, this collection that you have here. Um, it, again, you can tell it's a British coach because the, the shoe or the skid is on a different side because, obviously, in Great Britain, we drive on a different side of the road. Mm-hmm. And next time you're at a horse show, listeners, if you go to the, 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 the coaching class, if the shoe is on the uh, near side or left side or passenger side, generally it should be a British coach. If the, if the shoe is on the right side, then it's going to be an American-made coach. But, of course, the first rule is there are no rules, and uh, sometimes people will switch them over. If it's restored, they'll put it on the other side. But this is actually a wonderful example. Now, Gloria, just let, uh, this has got four beautiful horses uh, in front of it um, and, and some interesting Artificial harness. horses. Artificial horses, <laughs> yes. Um, so I just, um, again, um, if, if anyone wants to actually do some more research on this, uh, please tell us the website again, Gloria. It's GloriaAustin.com, and you can go to museum, and you can see this coach pictured and some explanation about coaches. Well, there you have it. You can find links to today's guests at HorseTipDaily.com. You can have all of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go by downloading the free Horse Radio Network app for your iPhone or Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe via iTunes. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of Buy Me to Equine and listeners like you. Learn how you can help support Horse Radio Network programming and qualify for auditors-only perks by going to horsetipdaily.com and clicking on the Become an Auditor banner in the center of the page. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 